This just in. Groundhog screams in agony, predicts three more years nuclear winter. Doomsday clock strikes 12.05. Hey, welcome to another episode of Pod for the Planet, the best podcast for discussion about the environment, politics, and our society today. I'd like to reintroduce one of our guests who's already been on this show before, Alyssa Turner. It's me, Alyssa Turner. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> if you don't know who Alyssa is, go check out our episode that we did on Halloween about cryptids. Sh- should we talk about Bigfoot's dick? I knew you were going to bring that up <laughs> <laughs> If you're curious now, you have to check out the episode. Excellent. Uh, I'd also like to introduce another special guest that we have today, my co and good friend, Rob Johnson. Rob, do you want to introduce yourself? Welcome to myself. <laughs> uh, Rob, you're an anthropology major. Um, what does that entail? So the easiest way to think about that is just you kind of throw history with psychology and sociology a little bit of philosophy in there just kind of roll it all into one into this great big ball that we call anthropology that was beautiful i think does uh, having a buttery smooth voice come with the anthropology <laughs> territory you know or? it actually does it's a requirement of getting into the school actually buttery. <laughs> let's add that to the soundboard buttery thank you um so in this episode today, we're going to be talking about some weird, wacky weather events that we have all researched somewhat and their implications. And just we're going to fuck around a little bit. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> My so, version is. So, Ramel, why don't you kick us off? Oh, what do you all pick? Right. Um, me and Rob actually picked the same one. Oh. Um, this is called the cat. Can you pronounce it actually for me? I just know it as the thing that happens in an island on Venezuela. All right, so the Catatumbo lightning storm. So it's in Venezuela, and it is called the Eternal Thunderstorm. And for the last few centuries, these storms have occurred for around 150 times per year. Wait. Yeah. That's so many times. I know. The Eternal Thunderstorm? Yeah. How? Why? So okay, it's not. It doesn't actually. It's not eternal. Like, but oh. it's very like long thunderstorms, like ten hours, like per day. Gee whiz! And like as many th- as like three hundred lightning strikes, like strike the lake. What? Wait, yeah. three hundred lightning strikes strike the same lake? Yeah, I thought that was like statistically impossible. Like two lightning strikes couldn't happen in the same place. It's something to do with like the way that the pressure sh- systems work there between the fresh water and being in such close proximity to the salt water, and just the way that it's traveling like up, and the way that they interna- interact with each other, just kind of causes this perpetual storm that just kind of always is there. Also, there's like prevalent pre- prevalent like swampland that emits like a lot of methane. Oh, so that is also like causes the this uh, all this like lightning activity thunderstorm activity in general how does the methane cause the lightning activity um it's a great question <laughs> <laughs> methane does some weird stuff i know it's like a super potent greenhouse gas 
It has some weird things to do with weather on Saturn, too. And pigs. Yeah. <laughs> in 2010, there's actually no lightning strikes or th- uh, th- no thunderstorms for the first four months of the year. And that was mainly due to what scientists think is because of drought. Hmm. Yeah. That's sad. That, yeah, I know. Do people it, live there? Uh, I want to say yes. It's... I know it's kind. Islands. It's also like kind of a tourist attraction because people hear like, "Wow, this place is the eternal thunderstorm." Let's check it out, and they do. It sounds like the kind of place that, like in a sci-fi novel, mm-hmm. you would put a power plant, you know, and then just it would be fueled by lightning. <gasps> Wait, that's that'd be so cool. So we harness the power of electricity. I mean, of I lightning. mean, we already harness <laughs> the power of electricity. <laughs> I mean, lightning. <laughs> I, I think. Ben Franklin's turning over. Like he's a great. small boy with boots. a kite. To <laughs> <laughs> um, so how? Wait, imagine if we had like, like a batteries, and we just put them in this lake, just and we just like charge it up, or just use the lake as a big battery. Like if we make the lake engineering, re- if we make it really acidic, then it would act like a battery, right? I don't want to make a lake. Strong. Star killer base. <laughs> <vibes>. Star killer base. <laughs> <laughs> So 300 nights of lightning a year, that's a lot of lightning. Have people gotten struck by lightning there? Have they gotten superpowers? I I, important questions. I'm pretty sure there's yes to one of those. <laughs> one okay. of them is no, but I'm not going to tell you so you can have a little bit of hope. You're leaving me on a cliffhanger here. Yes. All right, I have a follow-up That means question. you have to go there and find out yourself. To Venezuela. Yes. Um. Okay. Maybe another time. Um, my last question about that is the swamp. Has there ever been a fire from lightning striking the swamp and all the methane there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting I, question. I have though. not. Let's Google it. Yeah, all right, we're out? Googling in this. Adding fire. Oh, uh, the third thing that comes up is a video where scientists play with fire for seven minutes and 22 seconds. Is it related to? Nope, not uh, not related okay. whatsoever. Sure. There are some pretty cool Alyssa, pictures of. Where are you going? Okay. Now I have to cut that out. I'm sorry. Nah, it's okay. Keep it. You no, know, we're also going to talk about. You know the ti- the tissue from the tissue box. It looks like a statue. From here, you're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> the people it's listening like a, like can't a, see that. It's like a, Vir- it doesn't. I don't is think that a Virgin Mary? <laughs> <laughs> you putting the mental picture of the Virgin Mary into the listeners' heads? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, Rob, you want to just talk about lightning in general? Oh, no, I didn't. I just remember someone saying stuff about ball lightning. Ball, yeah, oh, yes, was, we, were we were talking, talking about, about that before. Ball lightning. Um, and, um, I actually did try. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> I did try to look up like what causes ball lightning, and it turns out scientists actually aren't that sure right now. So there are two hypotheses uh, for what causes ball lightning. The first was something to do with like how the like photons and um, I think it was also electrons, you know, physics and chemistry stuff interacts with um, like glass particles or something, uh, which like I didn't really know that they did. But something to do with like once they interact, it causes like a weird light illusion and things go crazy. And then um, the other hypothesis was um, that ball lightning they were scientists were able to figure this out from like analyzing the wavelengths from the colors of uh that the ball lightning emitted anyway but there was like a lot of earth elements like mm-hmm. calcium 
and um, other stuff that I can't yeah. remember at the moment. I think like silica too. I was going to say when you yeah. said glassed the yep. silica. So yeah, they figure that like it's something to do with um, the photons and stuff interact with these earth elements and that kind of creates like a weird ball thing. So yeah, it's just like a grapefruit sized ball that hangs out. It can hang out for like up to 20 minutes, I think. Pretty crazy. Crazy. Uh, it just <laughs> hangs out in the sun? Or not no, in no, the no, sun. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not the sun. It kind of... Or maybe, you know, 20 minutes sounds too long. I definitely meant 20 seconds. Yeah. But, I was um, going to say 20 minutes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of Yeah, energy. no, no, no. Sorry about that. Um, it's but just no, there it and you're like, like is, it, it's just, is it going to do anything? See, that's why people think it's aliens. Because yeah. like, you're like, why is this can, little ball of Can you light touch it? It's like yeah. those portals you probably, from uh, Infinity War. It'd be electrocuted, but in theory. <laughs> so, so, ball lightning. so ball lightning, does it only occur in drier places where like particulates are prevalent in the air because i growing up on long island have never in my life seen ball lightning like I've I, never. it is rare but i don't think it's to do with particulates in the air i was gonna say because oh. yeah. it's like if it has to do something with glass you would have you would have have to think that it would do something with a lot of sand because you get a lot more silica yeah but then that's not where it happens Mm-mm. it doesn't happen in beaches at all let's see can ball lightning kill you <laughs> <laughs> do you think ball lightning is like the that's what people were seeing, and they thought like angels and shit That's back what I in mean. the day. Yeah, like well, you have that way where I feel like with a lot of weather phenomena, yeah. like people look at it and think that oh, you know, that's angels or that's aliens or like that's God trying to smite us. Oh my God! All those weird <laughs> Renaissance yeah. paintings. Yeah, like of rocket. God with the lightning. Yeah, and like Rocket Cat. Rocket Cat. Rocket Cat. Have you never seen the uh, Rocket Cat before? There's numerous of them. They're all wonderful. Rocket, rocket Cat and like paintings. Yes. No, I've never I've heard seen of this. Rocket Cat. What is that? It's Rocket Cat. <laughs> Look up like a Renaissance Rocket Cat. Yeah, there, for oh. some reason, I know that there's a story about, um, I think it was Caesar who lit a bunch of cats on fire t- when he was It looks uh, like a meme. Attack- I think it was Egypt. Were they meme? So- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Rocket <laughs> cat. just cats with, with <laughs> jars of fire yeah, on their 16th century uh, <laughs> paintings of Rocket Cat. And there is what? no real explanation. Oh my god! This. Oh, this oh, one. There's a bird too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'll I'll include links to all of these pictures uh, in the show notes. It's a um, cute cat. The early stages of psoriasis. Ad <laughs> targeted at me. I don't know why. Oh my god! Rocket cat and rocket bird. Oh, so wait. It, this is the an, another one of rocket cat and rocket bird. Do you what think this, this is an this ancient is like, comic book? This is like, <laughs> This yeah, is a great it's crossover. Like Tom and Jerry, but <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's the most ambitious crossover event of the season. <laughs> I feel really bad for the tail. Since elephants burned. and the Alps. Elephants <laughs> and the Alps. Okay, Apple. Um, where were we? I think Genghis Khan who lit the cats on fire and threw someone lit cats on fire. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I think it was Genghis. Ugh, that guy. Yeah, crazy man. I knew him. Should we get back to the weather? <laughs> There's a good chance at least one of us in this room are a direct descendant of him. What if all of us are? It's me. Cool. Congratulations. I'm proud. Um, so lightning and weather phenomena, that begs the question, and this is like the main thing that I brought you all here today to help us answer what in the world is weather? That's an interesting question. How would you define it in like the simplest terms? Something that occurs when you have an atmosphere. That's a very good point. Yes. Do <laughs> that the is the basic. planets have atmospheres? Yep. They're mostly atmosphere. I was going to say, like, if it, is that... The gas giants yeah. are, yeah. The the state of the atmosphere. Yeah. 
I'm good with all those when answers. The gods are just kind of throwing a rager. Now oh, that's it. Yeah. Now you hit the nail on the head. That's it. Uh, the other question that I think we should answer before we move on and talk about wacky weather phenomena is like the difference between weather and climate. Because mm. I feel like when we talk about weather, like it's cold outside. Yes. And people are like, it's cold outside. The planet's not warming. Yeah, it's like, boy, could use some of that climate change right about now. Like, hmm. <laughs> mm, not necessarily. That's not how things work. Yeah, exactly. There's a difference between weather and climate. Isn't it kind of like on a tempora, but also a spatial scale? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the so, it's, so climate is like in a general area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always thought, like, the easiest way, I, I might be wrong here, but I've always just thought, like, weather is just the day-to-day basis, but climate is over time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah, weather is the short-term conditions of the atmosphere at X time, mm-hmm. and climate is, like, the long-term average conditions that you see uh both over time and based on the location so like yeah. different climates and i know one way to phrase it sorry charles i didn't mean you to throw in that's fine and how we can relate this to why change can be a bad thing you could throw in some deep time that uh that old geology uh theory deep, deep time i forget what his name was that thought of this the when geologist she- he uses this to explain how like levels of the earth uh we can all uh relevant Related back to like thousands and hundreds of millions of years ago, because things as they were then are the way that they are now. And then we bring that into weather, we would suspect that the Earth has experienced similar weather then as we do now. But that's not the case. But that's not the case. Yeah. When she says, oh, go God. deeper in time, uh, but you've run out of time. Anyway, blood rain. Too. You know what Blood Rain is? It sounds like a comic book villain. Sounds yeah, like Scarface. <laughs> that too. All right. So <laughs> Blood Rain. Blood Rain. It's been. This is like a phenomena that's been reported. Like we're talking about, like since like Homer's Iliad type stuff. And you know, before the before the seventeenth century, people thought it would be raining blood, like red water. Which, you know, can't blame them <laughs> unless they tasted it. I don't want to think about that. But uh, blood rain happens for two reasons. One is when um, rain is carrying sand from deserts. So, like, from the Sahara and uh, into Europe, like in Spain and the south of France and sometimes Scandinavia. And the other reason is from algae making, red algae making water red because of a uh, synthesis of red uh what's the what's it called wait pigment uh carotene yeah carotene mm-hmm. pigment yeah so yeah blood rain how just, i was just say just a quick note um this is just a little word maybe it like triggered the ecologist in me but um it's like it was dust particles instead of sand cuz like sand's super heavy cuz they're like big particles oh Anyway, that's all. Okay. Clarification. You just destroy. Yeah, he destroyed. Clarification, the more you know. Now, I wonder if they combine, like in the older accounts, if they would get this, if they would combine this and acid rain together, or if there's like a distinct account and they understood the difference between them. Well, I I feel like acid rain is definitely its own Mm -hmm. thing, Mm -hmm. though. But just and like it also, like, I don't really feel like it covers... Oh, you mean, like, mm-hmm. I feel you. 
So the Red Rain, it goes all the way back then. Has there been any modern cases of it? Like, is it something that like we still see? Because I feel like in the modern world, like we see loads of algal blooms and events of that nature. And like, there's tons of particulates in the air. Do we see it in like China or India where we would think that those things would be now because of like particulates? Uh, what's that mountain range that we have in the States? We it's have just, several. No, the one that's just like very red. The Rockies. Is that it? Are very red. The Southern Rockies are very red. There's the Red Rocks in Colorado. The Red Rocks in the Colorado. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> of. I was yeah. like, that's a place. Yeah. 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 And like a lot of the Southwest of the United States is pretty red. But that's also because like it used to be an ocean. So. But I feel like that's not really a phenomenon you hear about much like over in Red rain. You so like apparently, rain. apparently there is a there is like a BBC thing, like informing like citizens on like blood rain because apparently oh. it was like going to be forecasted. This is like in 2012. Whoa. So. Um, and Rob, I was kind of thinking after you posted a comment about acid rain, I don't really feel like that's something that they would have had the same explanation for in the past because I feel like it's mostly an issue that arose after the Industrial Revolution when we were, like, pumping all the sulfates and stuff into the air. Yeah. So I feel like they they wouldn't think it's, like, the same explanation because it wasn't really a thing in the past. Real quick, could you just explain what exactly is acid rain? So acid rain is, like, when we burn things. You touch like it, you die. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when you um when you burn things like coal and um i think other fossil fuels in general it releases like a bunch of compounds into the air one such is like sulfate there's another thing that can make um acid rain too but i can't remember what it is at the moment anyway but it basically like gets bound to uh, the water molecules in the air and like creates really small amounts of sulfuric acid in the rain and um this is obviously like really bad for plants and stuff because the rain rains down and the acid hurts the plants and obviously the people drinking the water mm-hmm. sources. So yeah, it's pretty sad. Mm-hmm. In the Northeast and in like yeah. places that used to have like a lot of coal burning activity, yep. you see like old statues that are like partially dissolved and stuff yeah, due to crazy. acid rain. And here in the Adirondacks, we there's like all those stretches of the woods that have been mm-hmm. killed by it. Yeah. What are some other wacky weather phenomena? It rained iguanas in Florida the other day. Last week. I was curious about where you're going to go with the iguanas. Okay, Can so I was watching it. See, what happens is is that evaporation, right? <laughs> the iguanas become evaporated. They heat up. Exactly. Heat up they, you know, form clouds. And then well, they form iguana-shaped clouds. clouds. Iguana-shaped clouds and perspiration. There you go. Perspiration. <laughs> Precipitation. <laughs> so Precipitation. I was, I was watching a video about it. Perspiration. You start sweating. <laughs> you start, the iguanas start sweating. Tinier iguanas. <laughs> um, there was a there was a video about it, and what happened was is that there was a really powerful cold front that came farther south than it normally does, and people in Miami, because it was so cold, when they woke up in the morning, there was iguanas lying dead all over all over the ground. No. Yeah. So. What happened was is the because the cold front came in overnight, iguanas are cold-blooded creatures and they don't regulate their own body temperature and it became so cold that their bodies went into hypothermic shock and they 
literally they seized up and they fell out of the trees and there was people who just like woke up in the morning and there were just dead iguanas all over the road. I didn't think this was going to make me sad. <laughs> I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> That's so sad. Isn't that really sad? R.I.P. all those iguanas. Why did mm -hmm. I think that as the iguanas fell, they would just wake back okay. up? Yeah. <laughs> I thought they'd be okay. Uh, I remember It happened like two weeks ago. It was, I believe it coincided like it was pretty warm up here in the North Country. Yeah. It was, a, there was a bit of a warmer day and that was because uh, the, and, and this used to be in the news quite a bit, but has since stopped being in the news, the polar vortex is destabilized which is both a climatic yeah problem but also like it affects the day-to-day -day weather um i'm sure people have noticed that like we've been getting weird like bursts of warm days in the winter followed by really cold periods and what happens is in like if the climate is working at a normal quote unquote normal way um there's like a band of cold air that wraps around the arctic but as like parts of the planet begin to warm up to the south that hot air is going in and it's causing the part above the band of cold air to warm up and it's causing that to destabilize which is making it if you like look at a map of the northern part of the earth you'd see like it was like pretty straight and circular and now it's like more of like bendy and yeah and so there's like when it's moving there'd be like a day where it just like dips down lower for whatever reason if it's warmer in the arctic um and that recently caused iguanas in miami to seize and die <laughs> speaking of animals falling from the sky I, I thought I knew that this story, I couldn't remember if I had made it up or if it was true, but it was true, actually. Oh. So, 1894, Mississippi, Vicksburg. <gasps> Sorry, I think my <laughs> high school boyfriend was from Vicksburg. <laughs> 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 Keep nice. <laughs> it was a really bad hailstorm in Vicksburg that was documented for the, just the size of this hail, like, bowling ball hail. What? Whoa. What? That ain't good. <laughs> The and 10 pounder or the 15 pounder? I think we're going to stay at 10. <laughs> okay. Um, and one of these hailstones uh, fell to the ground and encased in the middle of it was a turtle. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> a whole turtle? A entire turtle. How? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, wow. It says it's a gopher turtle. And okay. I don't know how big a gof what? gopher turtle is. Let, let's let's look it up. But while you're doing that, first I think it's important to explain how hail is formed. Um basically what happens is that it's the same type of weather system as like a thunderstorm. Um that's why most hailstorms happen at the same time and it happens when there's like two currents of air that meet uh, and they force moist air to go up into the colder part of the atmosphere. Um, and then that cold moist air comes back down and that cycle continues and continues and the droplets build up. And it's basically like, do you guys remember like jawbreakers that had like yeah. the layers of sugar? That's basically how hailstones form. But typically the wind isn't strong enough to keep it going. So at a certain size, the hail balls would come down like typically like the size of like a quarter or like you'd hear like a golf ball sized hail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know the size of this turtle, but the typical gopher turtle I can did weigh not, up to I, 12 pounds. I did not meet this turtle. <laughs> I do not know him. <laughs> <laughs> Two to what? Two to 12? 12, yes. 12 pounds. 12 pound turtle. Good old 12 pound hellball. <laughs> you couldn't hear that, but that was the wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh. Could you imagine if that like fell on your car? Like, how do you explain that one to Geico? Like, how do you how do you explain that to your Model T? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a bad joke. <sighs> Good thing that didn't happen today. Yeah, that's crazy. What else do we have besides re- amphibians falling from the sky? Well, if like, we want to get into man-made weather, yeah. Well, Ooh. this is was a uh, technique developed, I believe, pre World War II by the uh, Chinese and Russians. They do it. They oh were goody. trying to do it. Uh, this technique called cloud seeding to um, prevent, but then also cause more rain, just in terms of whatever they needed. So it basically, is just uh, blasting an iodide in there. I want to say you know, is silver iodide in there, just into the atmosphere off of uh, planes, the back of planes, just taking buckets of silver iodide and just throwing it off the back of planes. And the goal of this was just to make big clouds. Um, so the British tried doing this one fateful afternoon in August of 1952. The British military under Operation Cumulus, which was a top secret weather mission, <laughs> as you do. So they were like, okay, if the Russians and Chinese can do this, we can do this. It was during a particularly dry season, so they wanted to try to get some rain. Um, and it worked well. It worked really, really well. Uh, what happened? So, <laughs> August 15th, 1952, the rain starts. 90 million tons of water oh coursed through the town of Linmouth in one day. 35 people died. Holy what shit. What the fuck? 35. Uh, Trees oh. were uprooted. Um, dams were just blown apart. Residents were carried into the sea as houses were destroyed. Uh, Britain's Ministry of Defense says it didn't happen at all. So, uh, so this there, you'll see crazy hail phenomenon or rain rain phenomenon happen, and it's really hard to prove what caused them. It just so happens that Operation Cumulus was decoded or declassified just a little while ago. We do this here in the U.S. We just wait until everyone that it affected is already dead. Mm. So that way you can't get sued for it. Yeah, Operation Cumulus killed Governments. 35 people. Wait, we, we've done, we've made our own clouds in the United States? I don't know. I believe it. Yeah, I'm sure we have. Yeah, I'm not sure. Now I can't trust birds or clouds? What am I supposed to look at in the sky? Planes? We should do a geoengineering episode. Well, mm. yeah, because I was about to say, I know in um, Dr. Leibensberger, Leibensberger? Leibensberger. Leibensberger. Eric's Schwer- class. Sorry if he's listening to this. Schlubber-ber. Anyway, but um, he's like an atmospheric scientist, and he talked a lot about cloud seeding and how, like, uh, it's in when was in potential solutions to climate change because, like, something to do with seeding aerosols in the atmosphere, too, can help. Oh, no. Things. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really crazy and complicated, mm-hmm. and I'd love to go into it at a time where I, like, have more research and try to remember from a year ago. But anyway, really, really weird stuff. And I'm sure the government is doing weird experiments. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. 
even just the ones that are de declassified are insane. Yeah, for sure. But that doesn't have to do much with weather. That's so crazy. Was Operation Cumulus a success? <laughs> I mean, I the goal was to make it rain. <laughs> I mean, that's made it rain. And destroyed uh, the it. town of Linmouth. There's plenty of other ways to make it rain. Wouldn't that be like a weird kind of warfare? You weather know, like weather warfare? Oh, yeah. They did that in World War II. That's crazy. Because it's like um, different from chemical oh, warfare. Yes. Like no, we did this in Vietnam. I w uh, that's what I was also reading about. We did this in Vietnam because we were trying to disrupt the Ho Chi Minh Trail, of course, because we're so bad at doing that. So the plan was make it rain torrential torrentially. Yeah. Torrential. Torrentially. <laughs> More raining animals. Because <laughs> the Ho Chi Minh Trail relied on a lot of dirt roads, so they thought this intense rainfall would result in just muddy roads that they couldn't transport across. And like everything else we tried to do in Vietnam, it didn't work. Yeah, I was going to say, um, aren't they adapted to like monsoons and yep. other? Yeah. Yep. So. As Hulk would say, I, like I see this as an absolute win. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you remember the scene in Forrest Gump when he's talking about how it rained in all the different ways? It rained sideways. <laughs> it, it, some nights it even rained up. <laughs> Is that what... Did the government do that? Make it made it rain up. For <laughs> make it rain. Reverse <laughs> gravity. <laughs> Anti grav rain. Anti -grav it just rain. stays in the atmosphere. A source of fresh water, actually. That'd be kinda cool, yeah. I think that's just water towers. Yeah. Oh. Technically. <laughs> Sky Lake. Sky Lake. Snow donuts. What? Snow donuts. That. What's a snow donut? It's a very, very, very rare weather condition <laughs> where um, basically it snows, right? Yeah. Google it, please. If you're listening, Google it. They're ba it's, as, it's exactly what it sounds like. A imagine a snowball that is rolling and, you know, gains more snow and, and becomes larger in the shape of a donut. This sounds like something from um, that cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I know. <laughs> so basically... <laughs> so oh, they're so comical. <laughs> it's Whoa. like Robert the Killer Tire. So <laughs> <laughs> what you need for this to happen is a relatively thin surface layer of wet snow on the ground. Under that layer, there needs to be ice or powdered snow so the wet snow won't stick. Wind strong enough to move the snow donut, but not too strong to blow it apart, or gravity to move it, like, down a hill. And, yeah. Oh, that one has a rock in it. And uh, this guy photographed uh, a, a snow donut in, tw two in 2007, and um, it was 26 inches. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. That's crazy. These remind me of... Have you ever seen the picture... Of the moving rocks in the desert? Yes. Mm. In the uh, Death Valley? Yeah. Sailing the, the stones. <laughs> Sailing stones. As the History Sail. Channel would say. <laughs> Aliens. Ah. So it's actually just like the wind coming down the sides of the valley. Just like it becomes so strong at night that it pushes them. That's so crazy. For some reason, when you said snow donut, I thought of the SpongeBob episode when they're doing the snowball fight and they just keep on building up oh, that tower. Yeah. 
don't know why that popped in my head, but I'll that's put what I thought. That episode. But yeah, snow donuts happened in North America and Northern Europe. Why huh. wouldn't you look up moving? Oh, I see. It's a, You did moving rocks, and then there's Dwayne Johnson beard. Ah, uh, I love him. Why is he surrounded by feet? <laughs> Uh, let's go back. That makes let's me really go, uncomfortable. Let's go back to the sailing stones of Death Valley. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. Do y'all remember when like dust storms were a thing? The Dust Bowl. The Dust Bowl. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, no. Uh, <laughs> great depression causing, yeah. <laughs> or I mean, big sad causing. The big sad. <laughs> yeah, dust bowls. What causes dust storms? Well, it was kind of like. Wasn't it our fault? Yeah, it was because our fault. Because we wanted to... Overtilling. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. what happened was, like, our agricultural practices, we think we're bad now, but, that, like, that was nothing compared to how we were in, like, the 20s and stuff. Um, anyway, but, yeah, basically, people ago. overtilled the land, um, and it made everything, like, super, super dry because grasslands, which is... Y'all have heard of, like, the great bread basket of mm-hmm. the United States. That's like the Midwest area where a lot of our farm comes from now. Anyway, naturally their climate is not very like, they don't get a lot of precipitation. So what happened was people knew that these soils were super, super good to grow crops on and they tilled the shit out of them until like there wasn't enough precipitation to keep up with their practices. And then there was so much loose soil that whenever a storm would come through, it would just all get blown up and create these massive dust storms. Like it was so crazy that it it would just completely black out towns and stuff. Horrible ecological crises. The Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, <laughs> that book. That the, book. The Wrath of Grapes. <laughs> the Wrath of Grapes. <laughs> when, when Rob and I got back to the building, we cleaned out our fridge. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Rob, Rob, found, Rob found grapes in the fridge. And they were in, like, an aluminum container. And the grapes had eaten through the aluminum what <laughs> it i don't have an explanation for this like it, like i t- <laughs> I, I just found this thing in the back of the fridge <laughs> and it was like just a little aluminum tin the underside had holes in it as if it had rusted out that's worse than the great depression <laughs> <laughs> the gra- the grapes ate through aluminum, aluminum, which is insane. Mm, I wonder yummy. if that would like the wrath of grapes. Could you get like some iron out of there? Like you get some iron enriched grapes. Can mm. we enrich our grapes with iron? Going back to lightning, have you guys ever seen <laughs> the videos of of when you cut up great? You can cut up grapes into fours and put them in a microwave, yeah. and and it'll lightning will go between the grapes. Plasma. And then yeah. can you eat it? What was that? Can you eat it? Yeah, but I mean. They're charged. Yeah, it doesn't charged. Get, well, I it's after I'm about to get charged right yeah. now. Ion grape. Ion grape. Um, we we were looking, we were scrolling through, we were looking back at the Rocket Cat page, um, and there's a thing that came up that said that Australia's platypuses, which I I thought it was platypi, not platypuses. Oh, I thought that so as well. Thought it was something um, else because it's like octopi. Um, yeah. <laughs> And are invisible victims of the bushfires. I feel like we could have an episode about platypi up by themselves. Oh, I thought you were going to say the bushfire. But we, that's well, I mean, I mean that, that too. too. I, think, I think, but like this talks brings into like the next wacky weather phenomenon, which isn't wacky. It's Can kind of... talk about the first sentence of this article? I know, I was looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me read this one. 
the platypus. Furry sausage body, duck bill, beaver tail, venomous heel spurs, lives what might be considered a cryptid's lifestyle. (laughs) Yet we didn't talk about the platypi well, in the cryptid episode, it's real. It's 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 yeah. But it's you a, know what they did when they first found the thing? What they killed it and then looked for stitch marks because they thought someone was playing a joke on them. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Human beings. Yeah, literally, were like, kill it. We don't know what it is. This yeah. shit ain't real. <laughs> <laughs> um, lost train of thought. Uh, wildfires aren't wacky. They're actually wild. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's in the name. Um, they're crazy phenomena that occurs, like a lot of of the phenomena that we talked about today occur during like periods of drought. Um, and talking about like the wildfires that happen in California, there like needs to be some certain conditions that cause them to form that are only present in certain areas so one of them's obviously like drought and that type of environment but they need to have certain type of prevailing wind systems that can like bring oxygen to the location to fuel the flames once a fire is ignited and there needs to be like a lot of fuel in the form of like dry firewood and stuff and i think i don't need to explain it anymore but like we've had some crazy ass wildfires over the past like five years in australia wasn't there like a man man-made element to this and that like they arrested a bunch of arsonists. I believe so. I didn't see I didn't look into it too much after that. I saw some articles that were saying that there were like some man-made causes to it. But I don't know. But I feel not not on this scale though. It wasn't yeah. supposed to be this big. Yeah. Like the fact that it was that big is a direct cause of climate change. Well, it's kind of like, I actually wanted to say a, a quick thing about the wildfires. I feel like we have this preconception that like, all oh, wildfires are evil. Like there shouldn't be any fire in forests because, you know, Smokey the Bear kind of thing. And then the Fire Nation attacked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Zuko. He's a, I love him. So, but fires <laughs> okay, are. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I love my sad boys. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like. Zuko is not a sad boy. <laughs> he's kind of a sad boy. Okay, we'll get into this later, Ramel. Um. But like a lot of crash these course e boy history. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I'm sorry. A lot of continue. these ecosystems are like actually adapted to wildfires. Like they have these kind of there are serotonish trees that have cones that actually open up um, whenever temperatures like that come from a wildfire would occur. So like that's how that tree reproduces. It's when there's a wildfire. Um, the problem is that like because humans thought oh fire bad, <laughs> that like we tried to suppress it so long in places like California. Um, and then, like, we built these big cities, so then we kind of had to suppress it. So Charles was talking about the fuel. Basically, because we suppressed the fires for so long, huge amounts of fuel built up in California, which led to, like, bigger wildfires, which led to, like, more efforts to control them. And then it was just, like, this bad cycle. Um, mm. Anyway, and then it just all gets fueled by climate change and drought. So, wah, wah, wah. Thanks for listening to another episode of Pod for the Planet. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a comment with your thoughts. That's the best way to help us get heard by more people. If you really enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends on social media and tag us at Pod for the Planet. See you next time.